If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I, discuss SmackDown from this Friday. Also, the perception of SmackDown since the move to Fox. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you think you're burnt out by Fridays? Boy, and I talk about it. Plus, we have my weekly power rankings, 5-1, to one, who were the best five performers of this past week, and then we get into New Japan Pro Wrestling and the fact that on August 22nd, they're going to be back at Madison Square Garden. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. One thing that kind of got me a little hot and bothered, Bully, and not in a good way, not like in a Mandy Rose Otis way, but was what we saw on SmackDown from Friday with Goldberg. Goldberg makes his return and then via satellite challenges Bray Wyatt or The Fiend for the Universal title. Your thoughts? Uh, I was home Friday night getting ready to leave uh, for Baltimore the next day to head out to Ring of Honor to go destroy some people. Mm -hmm. And I watched SmackDown again. And I was actually excited to see Goldberg. I wanted to see what they were going to do with it. I was invested. And when Michael Cole said, you know, right now we go to Goldberg live via satellite, I actually said out loud in my house, no, like it, it compl- and, I, and I would think I was saying no for every wrestling fan that was watching, because I think I actually genuinely felt bad for people that thought that they were going to see Goldberg, because I'm sure that they you, listen, you don't want to see somebody live via satellite. You want to see him walk out of his dressing room. You want to see him smash his head into a piece of steel and concuss himself. You want to see him, you know, walk to the ring with security guards. You want to see him come up through the fire and and the sparks and blow smoke out of his nose and wear his leather jacket that's a size too small for him and makes him look like a big jacked up monster. And you want to see him come to the ring and, you know, and, and cut a promo. And then we get live via satellite, him sitting next to his... I think that was a, uh, that, by, by the way, I think he was sitting next to his demon. I think he's got a demon challenger, badass car, 808 under the hood. That's a lot of, that's a lot of ponies, LaGreca. A lot of horsepower? A lot of horsepower. Too much horsepower for you. <laughs> but I agree so, so with yeah, you, so Bully. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, cause we talked about it on Friday with Mark. Like that was the big promotion for SmackDown. Now, I get it. For people who aren't in attendance and you're watching on TV, they might be thinking, well, Goldberg's coming back. But it it's not the same seeing Goldberg sitting in a chair and his element, you know, challenging Bray Wyatt for the Universal title. 
You're right. I mean, I think even if you're watching on TV, the fans love seeing Goldberg in the jacket that's a little bit too small that look, makes him look jacked up. The guy gets psyched up by banging his head against doors. And, you know, him going down the entrance ramp with the sparks, that's part of the feel of Goldberg. And it gets you jacked up for Goldberg, and that's going to get you excited for a match at Super Showdown with Bray Wyatt when he's just relaxed in his element, sitting back in a chair, saying that he never got an opportunity again to get that universal title that he once held you know it just doesn't have the same feel and that's the problem with Smackdown right now it just feels like they're missing something because now we're getting a lot of matches as we're getting closer to Super Showdown at the end of the month and when it comes to Raw we're going to get into it and we've talked about it for weeks you have a lot of emotional investment on Monday Night Raw that you're just not getting on Friday nights and can you do you understand why? Because I don't. The only thing I can chalk it up to is are we burnt out by Friday on wrestling? Have we invested so much emotion into other wrestling shows that by the time Friday comes around, we're just like, oh, man, I just can't do it. You know, it's, it's just too much. It's like if you see Kiss on Monday and Motley Crue on Tuesday and Van Halen and ACD on Wednesday and then, you know, Guns and Roses on Thursday. By the time Friday comes, can you get hyped up for Alice Cooper? Well, I would even say that at my, at this point, Bully, like you talk about Kiss and Motley Crue and ACDC, I think when you reach Fridays, you're getting Bullet Boys or Trickster. That's like the comparison that I feel Smooth about. Opinion. Like that's the comparison I can make right now. Because it just falls flat. Because it's one thing, you're right, you get kind of burnt out. I, I think every wrestling fan gets burnt out by the end of the week. But you got three hours of Raw. You have Tuesdays with the NWA and Impact Wrestling. Wednesdays with uh, NXT and AEW, which everybody's fawning over. And that's like the Wednesday Night War. And then you get the Friday, it's the end of the week. You probably need a show that might be a little bit better than the rest to get you excited. And you're getting a show that's a step behind everyone else. And it also feels like everything you're seeing on Friday nights, you've seen before. Like everything that's going on with Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin, it feels like that feud has been going on for months and you thought it was over at, at, at the Rumble and it's still continuing. You know, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode going up against the Usos, it just has the feel of, God, I've been down this road before. And then the things that you're excited about, like John Morrison and The Miz, you know, coming back together and doing their segment, and then Goldberg, that those two segments felt extremely flat. And, you know, this is where I want the involvement from the nation, because you're right, Bully. I can't exactly put my finger on why I don't like it. All I can say is, is I really don't enjoy SmackDown on Friday nights right now. And over the past two weeks, like I said, I've been home to watch SmackDown, and I genuinely get excited to watch the show. And there are some things that do entertain me, but I don't feel like it's the same feeling uh, that I have on Monday nights. And I just think that we are so, so programmed for Mondays to be the beginning of our wrestling week and and Friday is not supposed to be a wrestling night. And I, 
<laughs> I don't know if this is true or not. This idea just popped in my head. Do you feel like a loser if you're sitting home on your couch watching wrestling on a Friday night? Well, I don't because I'm married with kids. So I, I and mean, a my, loser. Again, and a loser. Uh, so uh, I actually, loser, I, I actually choose. I would to never watch say it. that about you, as far as you know. <laughs> I actually choose to watch SmackDown on Friday nights, um, but I don't know. I again, you know, maybe. I mean, maybe there's people that like. And how many people are watching live? Are people watching it like on on DVR when they get home from going out Friday nights, or watching it on Saturday mornings? I have to admit, most of the time, bully, I'm watching SmackDown Saturday mornings. I'm watching it okay. while I'm having breakfast. I got it up on the DVR, and I'm watching it. And watching SmackDown on a DVR is much better than watching it live because you have the you know you have the choice of fast forwarding it and skipping, which I tend to do a lot of on Fridays. And you mentioned Mondays, and that Mondays is like appointment watching. I will say this, bully, and I want this to be positive. I hate to be negative, but when you can't compare SmackDown and Raw right now. To me, Raw is head and shoulders above anything that's going on Friday nights. But is it because of the product that's on TV? I think it is. I, I'm more emotionally invested on what's going on on Raw than I am on SmackDown. Is it because you're programmed to think that way? I don't I don't think so. Like, it just... maybe Maybe it's perception-wise. It feels bigger, like... The Angel Garza match on Monday with Umberto. Like, Angel Garza, maybe it felt better in that showcase on a Monday night as opposed to on a Friday, but that was a real moment. What's going on with Edge and Randy Orton? I'm completely caught up on that. There's really nothing going on. I mean, we have fun with Otis and Mandy Rose. That's more of like a fun thing. But when that's your best storyline is Mandy Rose and Otis, I think that's a bit of an issue and a problem. So let's take your two examples, Angel Garza and the Orton promo. So Angel, uh, we had Garza versus Umberto, yes. and we had the Randy Orton moment when he tried to cut the promo, but we got a boot out of the arena. Yes. Do you think if those two segments would have happened on SmackDown, you would have had a different reaction to the show? I, I think if they would happen on SmackDown, I might have a similar reaction like I did on Monday because it was just good. It was very, okay. very good. And, you know, there's other things that are going on Monday nights that have got me and have grabbed me as well. Look at the look at the women's division on Raw compared to the women's division on SmackDown right now. You know, look at like even on NXT. I mean, th- th- what we're seeing on NXT in the women's division, what we're seeing on Raw in the women's division. I mean, my God, that's head and shoulders above what we're seeing on Friday nights. All you have to do is look at that number one contenders match from SmackDown. That's the only proof that you need to compare that. It's it's subpar to what we're seeing on Mondays and Wednesdays. I cannot say that I disagree with any of your assessments or how you feel about the show on Friday night. I'm just wondering if... 50% of the reason why we feel the way we do is that we are just burnt out i almost feel like i sit in front of smackdown and i'm like all right entertain me i don't sit that way in front of raw when i sit in front of raw i'm like all right let's see what they got tonight by the time i get to smackdown i'm like all right entertain me almost as Hmm. if i've already seen a lot of wrestling this week guys you got to top up listen i got i got randy orton on on monday 
I got Angel Garza versus Umberto on Monday. I got the MJF and Cody Rhodes angle on Wednesday night. I had uh, the, the, the Ciampa stuff uh, on Wednesday night. I have NXT with all the great wrestling I see there. Throw in a little NWA power which has a completely different feel to it, which has my uh, emotional Nick Aldis and Marty Skrull, you got me right there. So now Friday comes along, and I'm like, wow, I've seen a lot of really good entertaining wrestling so far. I've seen some great sports entertainment. All right, SmackDown, what do you got for me? It's almost like the gun is to their head more than the gun is to the head of any of these other shows. We've seen so much wrestling during the week. Okay, SmackDown, how are you going to top everything else so sure we all got busy schedules and don't have time to spend hours at the gym that's why there's f45 a 45 minute group workout that's effective as it is fun f45 sweat dripping heart pumping high intensity workouts merge three leading edge fitness training styles into a functional training experience unlike any other This experience, accessible to all fitness levels, is built on innovation, motivation, and results that creates an environment in which goals are met and exceeded. Whether your goal is to lose weight, build muscle, create healthy habits, or meet fitness-minded friends, F45 class, you'll be hooked. The pulsing, upbeat team training atmosphere will make you feel welcome, and our thousands of exercise combinations will keep you guessing every day. So, are you ready to find your nearest studio and join the F45 global fitness community? Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say F45 membership. They'll send you a location link directly to your phone. That's pound 250, keyword F45 membership. This was a great week bully to do the power rankings because I think outside of Friday this was a very good week for pro wrestling top to bottom WWE NWA AEW New Japan John Moxley I will say is an honorable mention just missed my power rankings if there was a six spot he would have got it but it's only the top five and somebody who was in my power rankings last week and the week before is at number five. I guess I owe everybody an explanation. Last week. I can't do this. That's it? Are you kidding me? You're not even gonna get an explanation? Guy's a genius. I mean, just listen to the booze. Randy Orton is doing some of the best work that he has done in years. And again, a promo where he basically didn't say anything or do anything but he found his place on the fifth spot on my power rankings now somebody who did just about as much as you could possibly do in the ring is at number four and garza looking for the wing clipper not rodney garza clipping isaiah swerve scott's wings garza garners the duke I honestly don't know who's a better Garza. Is it Rodney Garza or Angel Garza? So, Bully, I'll ask you. Who's the better Garza, Rodney or Angel? I'm all about the nation. I'm going with my man Rodney. Yeah, Rodney. Cali or whatever the hell he lives. You ever see Rodney Garza's wife? Woo. Kid did well for himself. Yeah, he did. He did very Garza's, well. 
Gars is over. Very few people that you could say has a good eye and a good ear, and that's that's Rodney Garza. I got to tell you, Garza has a, a beautiful family. He does. He really does. Him and him and his wife made some beautiful kids. So in straight the, up, sh- straight up, shoot, beautiful family. He's a good dude, man. In the power rankings of life, Rodney Garza would be on those rankings, but unfortunately, it's the pro wrestling power rankings. So Angel Garza is in my four spot. Pretty damn good week, bully for Angel Garza. Yeah. What's three? <laughs> well, at three, we don't have to go back too far to get our number three. Oh, Do I have to say his name? No, it's B.C. Awesome. That's it, Rick O'Fighty. Two. The Ring of Honor champion has been the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That's right. I mean, he just summed up why I have PCO at number three. Your Ring of Honor champion just pinned your NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And this is going to lead to a match at Supercard of Honor in April. I'm really looking forward to that, man. PCO, he's doing the best work of his career. At his age, doing the best work of his career, Bully, and I have him at number three. At number two, this was really tough. Very tough for me to do, but there is no question. It was either going to be two or one, but I had to go with number two this week on Dave LaGreca's quintessential pro wrestling power rankings. Bully Ray, no, 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 no. This is not called for. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Oh, come on. Maria Manic fighting for her life. No. Disgusting! Absolutely disgusting! You are a disgusting, vile human being. After I just bought the Maria Manic t-shirt, just came in the mail, then you put her through a table. And it's not only what you did to Maria Manic this weekend, Bully, but it's also what you did on social media with your promo. So yes, at number two, I have Bully Ray. You have some explaining to do when I'm done with my power rankings. And at number one... Bully, I don't think there's a question. If you look at the entire week and what's happened, it's what everybody was talking about. It created a stir, and this is the man of the week at number one. Oh, across the chest. That's the tenth one, and Cody did not quit. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. That's MJF. That son of a bitch. Look at Wardlow. MJF run like scalded dogs out of here. Without quitting, he showed what kind of man he is. And at number one, I have Cody Rhodes. So my power rankings for this week, Randy Orton, Angel Garza, don't call me Rodney, PCO at three, our very own Bully Ray at two, and at number one, the man behind AEW and why they got such a big rating on Wednesday night, crushing NXT. Cody Rhodes. Your thoughts? Um, wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. The girl I'm is sorry. very I'm sorry. upset. I don't mean to cut you off, Bully. Um, can I say something? Sure. 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 I, I, just, I didn't want to cut you off. I know you got angry. I cut you off before. This is usually when you react, but I can't. I don't understand. You can't put Bully Ray's not number one he's, on your power rankings. He's number two. I think that's number two, if you know what I mean. Wow. Horse number two. 
Wow, horse number two. That's strong language from Gabby about my power rankings this week. Bully Ray should be number one. Amazing what Cody did, 100%. But Bully Ray for sure. And I hope you kill him for this bully. I know you probably can't. Whatever. You might. But it's ridiculous. This is your guy, okay? He killed it. My guy? Did you see how this, he defended me against MJF last week? Were I you wouldn't in defend studio? you either. I wouldn't defend you either. Well, you did this is how you treat him. Well, this you is how did you treat him. So, you know, that would be... You because know, this is what happens. This is what happens. He knew when it came down to it and he did something like this, you wouldn't put him number one, so I wouldn't defend you either. How about that? The only reason that the emotional investment was there between Cody and MJF was because of everything that Bully has done in his past to be the heel that he is, that MJF has even learned from him in the first place. Oh, my to God. To be the heel that he is. What are you, Bully's PR person? I'm not. I'm not. Let her talk. Let her talk. The girl's making sense right now. Damn. Exactly. Hey, Andre, you finally got something right. <laughs> Keep going, Cody girl. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Actually, wait, 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 wait. Keep going, Gabby. Thank you, Bully. Cody Rhodes, phenomenal. That whole thing, I was emotional. It was great. Mm-hmm. Guess what else got me emotional? Bully Ray putting Maria through a table. Emotional. Mm. And not to mention, he is a male, she's a female. I like that shit. When you <laughs> do the intergender stuff, why the hell not? Breaking it's news. Such good shit. Yeah. Breaking news. Okay. Breaking news. Gabby likes that male female dynamic. Who doesn't like the she male female dynamic? She likes that dynamic? shit. Who would not like that? That's not everywhere. He's number two on my rankings, two. Gabby. You know what two is? It's not first. You, if you're no, not first, not. you're last. I don't it's, know if you, if you know no. that. No, well, I mean, not I don't when know if comes... you know that, but that's because you don't know that because you probably just got like participation awards when you grew up. So like Gabby, everyone said that you were a winner. Gabby, <laughs> Gabby, maybe, let me, let me, where's Alex Metz? Where's Alex Metz? I mean? Gabby, maybe you don't understand it's in a race. If you're second, you're last, but on power rankings, that does that's not the case. And number one, Cody Rhodes deserves to be number one. Now, maybe if you want to get Cody Rhodes, maybe being a, the producer of this sh- show right now and booking a guest, maybe you get Cody Rhodes on, and maybe you can explain to him why you think Cody Rhodes, after taking 10 lashings and then getting that stipulation through the rearview mirror against MJF, which has been going on for a while, and explain to him that that's not good enough to be number one for you. Now, listen, I know that you want to be on Bully's good side because you're really upset at the fact that he doesn't call you by your name, which is completely disrespectful. Now, maybe, I just called her by her name. Now, you called her the girl. Now, maybe you're shell-shocked. No, I called her Gabby. Now, maybe you're shell-shocked by all that, Gabby, but you don't need to be Gabby, okay? I understand that you're trying to get on his good side. I think you're, I think you're missing the point. There is no good side to Bully. There's only bad. Because only a bad person would put somebody through the table like he did with Maria Maddock. Now, Cody Rhodes survived a lot, and he deserves to be number one. Now, Gabby, I think you would agree with me on this. Thank God that piece of shit MJF is nowhere near my power rankings. He wouldn't be in my top 10, my top 20, my top 50, my top 100. Cody Rhodes... Took the 10 lashings like a man everybody was talking about. Now, Bully Ray created a stir, thus being number two. Maybe, just maybe, he could be number one next week. But this week, it's Cody Rhodes.
Can I ask you something, Dave? Gabby, go right ahead, since okay. you feel the need to go on the microphone when you're not a host. But go ahead. It's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, okay. Interesting. Another low blow. No big deal. It's fine, because you're very nice to me. I guess you don't like that times. producer chair. The producer chair is very comfortable, and I fill it well. Yes, you do. Well, um, we'll see if that continues in the future. But go ahead. If you did not hate MJF, would it have been as impactful what happened between him and Cody Rhodes? No, of course not. Okay. You just said Bully did a very bad thing by putting her through the table. Certainly did. Is he not supposed to be bad? Of course he's supposed to be bad. Thus number two, No, Gabby. It, uh, he's not number one. He's just not number one this week. Very close. Wrong. Did you not listen to what I said? I actually lost sleep wondering who I should put at one. But you know what? Is if that, I is did that why put, you're a little tired today? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Is that maybe. why you're not maybe yeah. thinking clearly? Yeah, maybe. Well? I guess you didn't notice the full bank of calls. All I see is your right arm picking up that lever on the phone. So obviously left. we're getting a lot of hand. phone calls, unlike some of the other channels here on SiriusXM. Thus, it's tough, but Bully's number two. You can make a case that PCO should be number one. It's a freaking Ring of Honor champion. He's been the NWA champion. Angel Garza had the week of his career. That's the other thing, too. You're used to Bully doing shit like this. That's right. number two. All right, here we go. Let me, uh, go Gabby, ahead. I appreciate you, Gabby. I do. LaGreca, once again, all your fan. credibility is out the door. Not a fan. Because you have once again treated the power rankings like Dave LaGreca's own personal power rankings there is no doubt in my mind who should be number one actually there is a doubt in my mind because i know the two guys that were deserving of the number one spot it should have been mjf no or it should have been randy orton but once again because you despise mjf because he's been talking about your wife you left him off the rankings despite him whipping the dog shit out of Cody Rhodes. You're Stop wrong. Talking. You're Stop wrong. talking. You're you had wrong. your chance. You're now wrong. I'm going to talk. You're wrong. So, number 1A or number 2 should have been Randy Orton because all Randy Orton had to do was sit in that ring and not say a word and soak up all of that heat. You know, when it comes to the MJF and Cody uh, Wednesday night uh, segment, I, I realized something. I realize that I really like cover songs, and that's the best way that I can put it. MJF at one, Orton at two. You could flip-flop those guys. I'll even slide into the number three spot. I appreciate you, Gabby. Okay? But you, 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 you know what? I'm calling that Matthew kid in England because this week's power rankings belong on Botchamania. No, you're wrong because how could you put MJF above Cody? The stipulation it was MJF. Cody got was, whipped like a dog. Yeah, because he was supposed to. They had to mean? go through that stipulation. So? That was part of the stipulation to get to the match. So? And MJF's goal in that giving those 10 lashings was for Cody to give up. He never gave up. Which MJF means that MJF didn't do a able... good job of giving the lashings. Cody MJF... went above and beyond. Cody's the one. Cody's one. Cody's one. Cody's MJF... one. You're is wrong. A, is a You're young wrong. boy in wrong. the business wrong. and was able wrong. to manipulate wrong. your boy Cody Rhodes into taking ten You're lashes. Wrong. Complete manipulation 
by the young guy manipulating the veteran. And you, because you love Cody so much. Oh, Cody this, Cody that. I had to put him number one because, oh, he got no, whipped and wrong. he took it. He did like a uh, man. He never gave up. He never quit. So what? MJF actually, and that MJF takes him in the nuts, and now he's got to go on to the next stipulation. That was nearly as powerful as what MJF did. And the it's the love of MJ- Cody, why people cared. That, that, it's more the about the love MJF, of Cody than the hate of MJF. The fact that MJF was able to manipulate Cody Rhodes. I got to tell you. I'm done talking. You couldn't be more wrong. Can't, you know why you can't talk anymore? I can't wait. you're wrong. You're wrong. I can't, no, I don't want to talk anymore because I want to jump on the old Twitter machine. Yeah, Twitter. And see how bad the nation no. is killing you. You're manipulating for the nation. MJF. You're, MJF is off the rankings. He doesn't deserve to be on the rankings. That's and your you're personal number two. Opinion. Gabby bullies two. Bully actually thinks he should be three. I put him higher than what Bully thought. You're wrong, I don't even want to be you're on your wrong. ranking. Andre, you're I don't want to be on you're your ranking. You're lucky you got a job. You're lucky you Get got a job. Get me off I let your you, ranking. You're lucky I let you in the studio. And Bully, you couldn't be more wrong. Cody's number one. Get me off of your rankings. I no, don't want to be associated with your concrete. lousy rankings. Tweet it out, Gabby, so everybody could see. Bully two, Cody one. Bully two, Cody one. How Bully dare two. you leave off MJF? Cody, well, MJF doesn't deserve to be on it. Kill him, Nation. Kill MJ, him. No, because the nation's Kill with him. me. The nation's pick with your, me about pick this. Pick up your Twitter no, machines and, and, and commence Screw firing. MJF. Screw MJF with the scarf and everything. Thinks it, thinking it's 1979. Get the hell out of here with the MJF bullshit. Guy's a hack. Oh, my God. Hack. Might be playing hacky sack with Violetta pretty soon. Cody's won. Oh, horrible, horrible. Cody, Cody Rhodes, number one. Of course he is. That's your because took the your beating like a man. Power no, they're not my. Per, they're my. They're my power rankings. Your but it's obviously Cody's number one. What? Nothing oh, was more powerful. Cody taking the beating was not more powerful than MJF delivering the beating. And what was even more powerful than that is MJF's ability to work. Cody into taking the beating. Well, then he could have. Then, then you should have put him on the power rankings the week that he did that, which wasn't this past week. So Doesn't Cody's matter. number one. Worked him. Yeah. We got the payoff this week. Sirius XM Fight Nation celebrates Black History Month every weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Ock and Barack Show. All month long, the show reflects on the life and legacy of different influential African-American athletes. Such icons as Muhammad Ali. Hey, I'm the king of the world. Kobe Bryant. You guys will always be in my heart. I love you guys. Jackie Robinson. Robinson dashes to the plate. Safe. And more will be recognized for the impact they made both in and out of sports. The Yak and Barack Show, weekdays noon till 3 Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation. How about this, Bully? I want to get your take on this because you were a part of the show in April at MSG. New Japan is coming back to MSG on August 22nd. Pretty unbelievable when you look at the fact that we had never seen a pro wrestling show in Madison Square Garden for decades and decades. In April, we saw Ring of Honor in New Japan, and it looks like they're coming back in August, August 22nd, which is also SummerSlam weekend, SummerSlam being in Boston. Um, I think it's going to be the same night as NXT that we're going to get Wrestle Dynasty at Madison Square Garden. New Japan running the garden on their own. Interesting. Yep. I'm actually, 
a little surprised to see anybody be able to get back in there. I thought Vince would have patched up everything with the garden um, to the point where nobody would be uh, allowed back in. Guess that has not happened. New Japan announced this on their own, I'm taking it, Dave, without a partnership with Ring of Honor? As far as I know right now, it's just New Japan. Now, that's going to get people talking that if Ring of Honor is going to be involved again. But right now, as from everything that I've heard, it's just New Japan. Listen, if uh, if people are in Boston for um, SummerSlam, we saw how New Japan did at the Hammerstein. They sold it out. Mm-hmm. Hammerstein and the, and the Gardens, a big difference. You know, about 15,000 people worth of a difference. What do you think the chances are New Japan sells out on their own? I think I think they can do it, but it's not a certainty. Um, I think people, uh, like, there's obviously a lot of buzz of pro wrestling outside of the WWE. Uh, the WWE, when they go to the Garden, it's not an instant sellout or even a sellout like it used to be. I mean, I think the WWE's kind of struggled at Madison Square Garden as of late. We saw Ring of Honor and New Japan sell out the Garden in April. But that was WrestleMania weekend where WrestleMania was just a few miles away from where that event was taking place. This is a standalone event. Not only is it a standalone event, but it's also going up against the WWE as well. Now, be it four hours away, but you know where I'm coming. Um, They're going to have to do it on their own. Now, New Japan has gotten decent crowds, but not amazing crowds. Like you said, they were at the Hammerstein, and that was an instant sellout. There's a thousands of people difference between the Hammerstein and Madison Square Garden. I will say this. I'm hoping they get a sellout because if New Japan could sell out the Garden again, that is really going to make uh, great strides in New Japan and their ventures in in the U.S. When New Japan came in and ran the ECW Arena, the Hammerstein, and then I think they ran Lowell Auditorium in Boston, we were talking about it, but it seemed like it was here today and gone tomorrow. There wasn't much of a buzz surrounding the shows after the shows were over, and I think even during the shows, the thing that it made headlines was, I guess, something had happened with the Athletic Commission in New York, where... The Athletic Commission wasn't at the New Japan show or something like that. I, I remember something else than the show actually making headlines. Um, it's great that they sold out those shows when they were here. This is going to be a large task. Yeah, four hours away in Boston. You're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, WWE fans. Uh, and people do converge on SummerSlam being the second biggest WWE pay-per-view of the year. Do we want to drive four hours to New York City and catch New Japan on their own? Or do we want to stay close to home and watch NXT TakeOver? It's, it, you know, people... That'll be an interesting... Go ahead. I would say, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but, like, I don't think people who are going to Boston for SummerSlam, you cannot depend on that fan to go to New York's Madison Square Garden. I think that's too much of a lengthy trip, especially, like, if you're staying in Boston... Like, it's the Saturday before SummerSlam, so there's probably going to be an NXT TakeOver that night. So, if there's an NXT TakeOver on Saturday night and you're in Boston for SummerSlam, you're not going to drive all the way to New York City or take a train to New York. You're probably going to be like, I'm here in Boston, I'm partying. Boston's a party city, man. There's a lot of bars, a lot of places to go. You're probably going to stick and stay and go to NXT, I would think. 
So not only is it a standalone, but you are going up against competitions that's, you know, not close, but not that far away as well. Like for wrestling at the, at the garden, if you have the stage set up and you do extravagance like they did for the last time they were at Madison Square Garden, I'm guessing it's going to be about what, like 15,000 seats that you would have to fill. I would say if they scale it the right way with large enough staging, they can do 15,000 seats. Okay. Now, they, they can scale down their staging and make room for more seats, but that's more asses that you have to put in those seats. So it'll be interesting to see what New Japan can do on their own. Listen, New Japan is a very, very smart wrestling company with very shrewd businessmen who run the place. The Garden is a very high-rent building, which is one of the reasons why Vince backed off of it for a while and was going to the Barclays, because once the night was over, when you look at the bottom line, he was probably walking away making a buck at Barclays as opposed to losing a buck at the Garden, but yeah, still running the Garden. Um, New Japan is not stupid. If they feel that they can go in there... And listen... Is victory for New Japan really about making a dollar or about selling out the garden? Let's say you're New Japan. If you owned New Japan right now and you walked away from the garden losing money but being able to ride the perception of you sold out Madison Square Garden as an owner, how would you feel? You, I would feel good. I would feel really good because perception is reality. You, you want to venture and do more things in the States. You sell out Madison Square Garden outside of WrestleMania weekend. You know, you're doing that on your own standalone event. I would feel really, really good about that. As a matter of fact, even if it's close to a sellout and not a sellout, I still think you would feel really good if you're New Japan. If you get like 12,000, 13,000 instead of 15,000, 16,000, I would be very happy if I'm New Japan. But Dave, you know damn well. There's nothing like having your name on the Madison Square Garden marquee right out there on, what is it, 7th Avenue or 8th Avenue? Madison Square Garden, New Japan Pro Wrestling sold out. You want to talk about a moment that lives forever in a company's history? Boom, right there. Sold out Madison Square Garden on your own. That is the victory. That actually becomes the bottom line and the payday. So if you're New Japan, do you want Ring of Honor to be a part of it? Because you've already done that with Ring of Honor in April. So, you know, is it is it better for you to say, you know what, we'll have Ring of Honor, we've done it before, we can do it again? Or is it better for you at New Japan to take the chance to do it on your own to sell out that building? Well, I, 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 I don't know the exact answer to that, but I'll look back to the three shows that New Japan did in, in Philly, Boston, and New York. That wasn't a co-promote with Ring of Honor. And every time Ring of Honor did like their War of the Worlds in those towns, they co-promoted with New Japan or had New Japan mm-hmm. talent on the shows. So, yeah, you might get a couple of Ring of Honor talents. Like I could see Marty possibly being on that New Japan show or maybe like a, uh, a Briscoe's G.O.D. rematch. As far as a co-promote, if I'm New Japan, I don't know if I'm going down that road because... You've already sold out three of the major Northeast cities on your own. Hey, let's go for the Grand Slam. Let's see if we can do the Garden on our own. All right, so this is the big question. Can you get 
John Moxley and Chris Jericho on those shows on that show? Uh, I mean, and you know why the answer is yes? Because it's pro wrestling. Anything is possible, and everything is negotiable. Do you need John Moxley and Chris Jericho on that show? It sure as hell doesn't hurt. I think that may be the make or break if you're talking about a sellout at the Garden. Now, obviously, Naito, Tanahashi, Takahashi, what we saw this past weekend, those are guys that wrestling fans want to see. AEW is very, very hot right now. AEW is selling out. If you can get Jericho and John Moxley, to me, that's the difference between a sold-out Madison Square Garden or maybe ten or 11,000 in Madison Square Garden on August 22nd. I don't exactly know what uh, Moxley's deal is, whether he made his New Japan deal before he signed his AEW deal. I think Chris pretty much has carte blanche. I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not positive because obviously I don't know the ins and outs of their deals. But if I had to guess, I'd say Chris can do just about anything he wants to do. Maybe Moxley needs the okay from Tony. And I'm that, and that that all comes down to contract. And like it you all comes down to contract. What was negotiated? What Tony's willing to do? And like you said, in pro wrestling, everything's negotiable. So I'm wondering just to make sure that they not necessarily have a relationship with a New Japan, but AEW might benefit for doing that for New Japan just because you don't want to burn a bridge, which the perception is that maybe a burnt is bridge between AEW and New Japan right now. And listen, obviously Jericho has been trying to repair that bridge. I think we've seen the Bucks go on record to say, you know, that that, that bridge is burnt, but that door is closed. If New Japan uses Jericho and Moxley, they're really not using AEW guys. They're using guys that they used before they ever showed up in AEW. So technically, they're, they're, they're freelance guys who have worked for New Japan long before AEW is around. So that's how, AEW, uh, that's how New Japan would kind of get around the, the perception that they're using AEW guys. Are you surprised that New Japan got back into Madison Square Garden before AEW was able to get into Madison Square Garden? I'm surprised anybody got back into Madison Square Garden. I, th- I would have thought that after the New Japan Ring of Honor show um, that Vince would have repaired the relationship with Madison Square Garden to the point of the wall was back up and nobody else is getting in here. But maybe there's a new regime at the Garden. Maybe the Garden is like, hey, listen, um, unless you're giving us, I don't know, six shows a year or one show a month, sorry, business is business, and we need to open our doors to anybody and everybody. And honestly, Bully, the last time that Madison Square Garden was sold out for pro wrestling is when New Japan and Ring of Honor were in that building. Yes. You're, you're not getting the sellouts from the WWE, and you're not getting a lot of shows from the WWE. It's not like the WWE is running the Garden every month like they used to back 35, 40 years ago. You're getting, what, four shows a year from the WWE? and this Now, now the, you're getting four shows. It used to be two. And the last time they were there, it's like you had Stone Cold made, make an appearance. They're going to be back there in March, and DX is doing a reunion. So they're actually using... They're stars from the past in order to get people to come to Madison Square Garden. If you're in Madison Square Garden, you want pro wrestling, hey, it comes down to business. The last time New Japan was in this building, we got a sellout. 
When the WWE is here, we don't get sellouts. So why would we make this just exclusive to the WWE when when they're here, they're not selling out? It just sounds like it's smart business on the Garden's part. And I believe that whole, um, maybe that personal relationship with Vince and the Garden possibly has, you know, fizzled out a bit, you know? The old, you know, you know, my grandfather ran here, my father ran here, I'm running here, you know, this is my house, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, it's your house, but you only live here twice a year. Yeah. We'd like you to live here a little more. And I don't think the garden right now has the perception like it used to have, at least in the eyes of the WWE. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Bully, I want to go back to Friday and SmackDown. And by the way, as always, thank you, thank you to Adam and Scott and everybody that had the LaGreca fat heads and the, and the busted open signs. Believe me, Bully and I are always talking. We really appreciate all the support from the Busted Open Nation. Bully and I may fight when it comes to my power rankings on Monday, Mondays, but one thing we do not fight about, and one thing we do appreciate, Bully, is the Busted Open Nation and all the support that we've been getting. And it's been simply phenomenal lately. And I got to give a very special thank you to one of our very special uh, Busted Open Nation members, Michael Metz. Um, you can you can support him at M E I T Z Michael M I C H A E L, and his phenomenal pictures of him with the Lagreca head on the F thirty five bully. I mean, I, 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 I speechless. Like I saw those pictures, and I love the nation for bringing the Lagreca heads on TV. That actually brought a tear to my eye. And, uh, man, I know, Bully, you're on the same page with this. The support that we've been getting from our Busted Open Nation is simply phenomenal. First of all, the support from the nation is always off the charts. I do pop when I see the LaGreca fathead or the uh, the three-headed and now four-headed monsters out there in the audience. With all four of um, our hosts. Uh, I, I, again, gives me chills. Scott in Long Island, great job. Um, I pop every time I see your head because I know you're at home. You're marking out like a child um, calling Violetta into the room and her blowing you off. Um, I got to tell you this. The LaGreca fathead in the fighter jet, I completely marked out for. I'm a huge mark for fighter jets and like Apache helicopters. Helicopters. Like that's, I love like those, those, fighting machines um and your head up there at thirty thousand feet whatever it was that was hysterical you're over kid that was that was amazing and again i've said this before uh at bully and i said it when at our 10-year anniversary party and i've probably said it on the air many times my goal with this show uh was 
that everybody could be a part of it. I wanted it to be kind of like the Howard Stern show where, you know, Alex Metz is on the microphone and Gabby's on the microphone and Andre, you know, participates with his sound bites and everything else. I wanted like everybody that listens to the show knows not only you and I and Mark and Tommy, which obviously you know from hearing us on the air, but I also wanted the the people that work their asses off behind the scenes to be recognized. And usually on radio shows, uh, the people who are behind the scenes become the brunt of the joke or become the whipping boy. Those are like most hosts drag on the people who are behind the scenes. I want them to be recognized. Now, we may not always be on the same page. Gabby and I are not always on the same page. Alex and I are not always on the same page. But uh, I want them to be recognized for their hard work. And obviously Alex and, and Gabby and Andre, they do a phenomenal job. And I want them to be known. And when I see like a Gabby sign at these events, I mark out. When I see signs. Oh, wait, stop, stop, stop. Look at the smile on her face right now. She is giggling like a little schoolgirl, cheeks all red, like giant white teeth. Uh, oh, now she's trying to make a mean face because she's like, ah, don't put me over like that. Now she's laughing again. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It's like a little giggle. That uh, came out really Don't ever un- do that again. unattention. You ever like do the that way again? Turn, in your, turn like, in your man card. That was a really bad giggle. Um, but, also, but also, I, I wish I could delete the last 30 seconds if I could. Um, but seeing the, the Violetta signs, I mean, the fact that SC Scoops, when they talked about my conf- the MJF confrontation on the air, they mentioned my wife and they called her Loretta. And there was, and there was a, so SC Scoops said Loretta instead of Violetta. And then there was actually a sign that does Loretta offer pierogies too. I laughed my ass off from what I said. I mean, that the signs in the crowd are much more entertaining than the product in the ring right now on SmackDown. Hey, listen, if you're going to Raw, if you're going to SmackDown, if you're going to NXT or AEW, actually, I don't think they let uh, people bring stuff in NXT, do they? Um, I think do because they I mean, I think they need to be smaller because it is a smaller audience. Yeah. But I but they're early on. There used to be a couple of busted open signs. You don't see them anymore. And actually heard because if you watch SmackDown, the LaGreca head was probably larger than usual. And they Adam actually said on social media that uh, he had trouble getting that LaGreca head into the arena on Friday. But good job getting it in. Pretty soon, you know what's going to happen, right? What's that? The LaGreca head is going to be banned. Oh, yeah. Well, Cody actually said that. Cody, uh, we had Cody on with Mark. Cody Cody this. No, let me me finish. This tells you why it wasn't impartial that I put Cody at one. He said he was actually annoyed by the LaGreca heads that were in the audience. He was annoyed by them because he would be in the ring cutting a promo and then in the corner of his eye he would see a big LaGreca head moving back and forth. Right. Cody so, gets mad if Cody gets mad if he's not the biggest head in the room. Now, but it also made me uh nice. It also it also <laughs> made me um 
um, watched The Mandalorian because he said the only way he would let LaGreca heads in the arenas for AEW is if I watched The Mandalorian. Which and and this is what I mean while you're a Col- Cody uh, Rhodes, what's the word, boomer or homer or whatever the word is? It's homer, but I don't know how that's a homer because we don't live in the same hometown. Well, uh, okay, then you're a Cody Rhodes kiss ass, okay? I'll just go old school with that one. Because I told you to watch The Mandalorian, you're like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And then Cody says one thing, he goes, oh, okay, Cody, I'll do it. Anything no, for Cody. I did it for the nation. It. Okay, Cody. I did it for the nation. I love nation. you, Cody. Anything for you. I did it for the nation. And the fact that you saw my head in a fighter jet, you saw my head on the on the cruise going to the Bahamas, and... Probably even bigger is that my brother is doing the play-by-play for the New York Rangers, and he texts me and says, there is a Dave LaGreca head at the Rangers game. Like, you know, and then I tell the, the walking zombies upstairs about it, and they, I tell them and they walk into a wall, but that's besides the point. Uh, the fact that the nation appreciates it is all that I care about. Darby! Let's get back to SmackDown. Because SmackDown, we appreciate the signs in the in the audience, but there were two significant things that happened on SmackDown. Carmella is now your number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and like we said before, Goldberg is going after that Universal Championship. Carmella has kind of been out of the spotlight lately. We're going to get back to the Busted Open Nation in just a second, but what do you think of uh, of Carmella being the number one contender? for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is what I do know. When it comes to Carmella, every time they've handed her the ball, whether it's to wrestle in the ring or be entertaining a la the stuff with R-Truth, she has always done a good job in my eyes. Yeah. Now, is she the level of wrestler of a Sasha or a Charlotte or a, uh, or a, a Becky or a Bailey? No. Does she work hard in the ring and do the absolute best she can with her skill set? Yes. And that's all I care about. Every time she's out there, she entertains me. So she's a number one contender. She obviously earned it in the eyes of the WWE. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it too. Now, I know there's a lot of people upset, and, and Gabby and I were talking about it before the show, that it looked like Naomi was going to win that match. I think oh, there's a lot of buzz about Naomi. Na- people want to see Naomi in that position. Listen, I know it seems like it's two months, but two months is an eternity to the WWE. Um I feel Naomi's going to find her way back into this championship title mix before we get to Tampa for WrestleMania 36. Uh, th- listen, the way I look at it right now is I need some more women in the WWE to step up because it seems like we're getting the same players every single time. Although I understand why it is those players because the women have elevated the in-ring game so high that the level of wrestling matches are very, very good. And I do think there is a little bit of a drop-off in the women's division in the WWE when it comes to uh, work rate. We have like four women who have a, a really, really strong work rate, and then it drops off to a little bit to women with a decent work rate. Would you say that's a fair assessment, Dave? I think that's fair. I think it's very, very top-heavy uh, right now on Raw and SmackDown. And and you probably can say the same thing about NXT as well. Very, very top heavy right now. And, and yeah, so like, do I want to see different women being given the opportunity to wrestle for the championship 
just because we feel the need to mix it up as opposed to sticking with the same women who give us the best matches, I'm really torn. Because when it comes to wrestling, for me, I'm all about the right person, you know, getting the opportunity and getting the job. If you can outperform somebody, if you can outwork somebody, if you can put better, more asses in the seats, if people are sticking around on your segment, if you're getting a better rating, then you've earned the right to be there. Now, when you look at NXT, obviously you have Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, very strong women's division on NXT. You look at Monday Night Raw, you have Becky Lynch, you have Charlotte, you have Asuka. SmackDown is a step below those two shows, maybe even more than just a step, because you look at that number one contenders match. First of all, Bailey as your champion, I think you would agree, Bully, there's a lot of questions about Bailey as champion. Then that number one contenders match, it's Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, and Dana Brooke. I mean, that's not exactly going to knock people's socks off. So I think when we talk about the brand split and the different shows and how big this roster is or how small the rosters are between those shows, imagine this women's division bully if you didn't have the brand split. Imagine if you did have just one championship title and you had all that talent going after that one championship it does seem a little bit more intriguing than what we're getting right now. I'm all about one championship. I really am. When it comes to the women's championship, when it comes to the world championship, I don't like that there is a WWE uh, universal champion and a WWE champion. I don't like the two women's championships. Um, I, I, I may, call, call me entirely too old school on this one. I understand why they do it. I get the whole business reason why they do it. Personally, for my taste as a fan, I'm not into it. I want to see one set of tag titles. I want to see one United States title, one intercontinental title, one world title, and one uh, women's championship. And that's it. And to be quite honest with you, I could even do without... uh, I, and I'm only saying this because of what's been going on with this championship lately. I could do away with the Intercontinental Championship because it really means nothing. Like, Intercontinental. Like, which continents are we talking about? And all continents are on the world, so blah, blah, blah. Now, you want to have the U.S. champion? Yeah, I get it. Because the U.S. champion always leaves your room for that dastardly outsider from another country, you know, a la Arusev when he won the, you know, U.S. championship, taking the U.S. championship away. And it leaves you open for real-world events. Like, if the, if the United States ever has heat with, um, I don't know, Japan, You could always go the Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, that old school route that gets very easy heat. Well, here's the problem that we have now is there's so many different shows. You have Raw, you have SmackDown, you have NXT, you have NXT UK, you have 205 Live. Think about this. In the WWE, you have your Universal Champion, you have your WWE Champion, you have your Raw Women's Champion, you have your SmackDown Women's Champion, you have your Intercontinental Champion, you have your United States Champion, you have your Raw Tag Team Champions, you have your SmackDown Tag Team Champions, you have your WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, you have that 24-7 Championship, you have the NXT Champion, you have your NXT Women's Champion, you have your NXT North American Champion, you have your NXT Cruiserweight Champion, you have your NXT Tag Team Champions, you have your NXT UK Champion, you have your NXT UK Women's champion and you have your nxt nxt uk tag team champions i mean and you get a championship 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 you know what championship i want to see 
I want to see the WWE TV champion. And this TV champion works on Monday nights, Wednesday nights, and Friday nights. They only work three nights a week. And this is the guy that wrestles. It's the workhorse championship. It's the Iron Man championship. You could get a... Vince loves new things, so call it the WWE Iron Man championship. And this person wrestles on TV only on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. No house shows. Because it's a TV championship uh, only. And this would be custom made for a guy like Cesaro. A guy that can wrestle on a Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday and have the best match on the show every single night. And now you bring the brands together. And at any time, an NXT guy could become the uh, Iron Man champion. And you could see him on a Raw or a SmackDown and he gets more exposure. Bully, we grew up in the territory era. And my First of all, do you like it or not? I love it. and Because okay. I'm, answer- I'm answering it with, like this. The reason I know it's a great idea and the reason I know it would work is that we grew up in the territory era. It was I love the NWA. Well, in the NWA, what did you have? You had all those different regions, just like what we're seeing right now with the WWE, at, where it's maybe not on, on a national level, but it's on a worldwide level. But back in the day, you had Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, World-Class Championship Wrestling, Pacific Northwest, Florida, you know, all down the line. Georgia Championship Wrestling, all down the line. What were they all vying for? What were all those territories vying for, Bully? One title, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So let's just say as an example, whether it was Harley Race or Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes, all those little territories, they had their champion, whether it was the TV champion or what have you, they had their champion but they were all vying for that one world heavyweight championship held by the NWA champion. You could do that in the WWE. I think each show can have one champion. Now, you want to call it the TV champion? That's fine. But all these shows have one champion, but they're all vying for, like what you just said, Bully, that one main championship that would be held and regarded throughout all the shows. So, like, the NXT champion, you just have one. You don't have a North American champion. You don't have all the other. You have one champion on NXT. And that champion was automatically the number one contender for the next time you saw that Iron that Iron Horse champion, that WWE Iron Horse champion. So each show has their own champion, but there was one champion held above all else that it was universally known throughout the entire WWE. I think that would, I think your idea, Bully, is an amazing one. Thank you. And not only would I have the Iron Man championship, I'd have the Iron Woman championship. Two very unique standout wrestlers who can wrestle great matches. And this would be the aspect of Raw, uh, NXT, and SmackDown, where it was purely about the wrestling match. Every, every week, it's going to either be a 10- or 15-minute match. Uninterrupted, no commercial break. So if you want to come to the ring with uh, entrance A from, you know, competitor one, competitor two, and then once the bell rings, you know that you're getting 10 minutes of TV time uninterrupted. So the match never goes to commercial. And you cannot tell me, and, uh, and I know you're not, I know you like the idea, mm-hmm. that Iron Man, Iron Woman championship is very, very different. And how do you make it easy on the talent? 
no house shows. Now, obviously, how you know, like, well, they're cutting back it. on the house shows now as it is in the WWE. So I don't even think that's going to be a problem moving forward anyway. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and you give it to an absolute workhorse. Obviously, the first person that comes to mind is a Cesaro. You could do it with a Bobby Roode. Um, I'm sure there's other names that the nation could come up with. But obviously, Cesaro is the first one that comes to mind because there is no such thing as Cesaro and a bad match. That's true. And Cesaro can get anybody and everybody over. And if there ever was an Iron Man when it comes to being in that ring, it is Cesaro. That's the perfect championship for the perfect guy. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.